0: Word on the street is Steve Sarkisian is making home run hires again. Our <laughs> Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. On today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, we're discussing Steve Sarkeesian. He has hired three special assistants to the head coach, one for each unit. On this football team, offense, defense, and special teams, we discuss that. Then we talk about the Texas baseball team, a number two seed in the NCAA tournament. They are headed to Florida in the Coral Gables Regional. We discuss all of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're going to start with Steve Sarkeesian. And as I mentioned in the open, he has hired three special assistants to the head coach. Paul Chris, the former Pittsburgh and Wisconsin head coach, most notably on the offensive side of the ball. Payam Sadat on the defensive side of the ball and Joe D. Camillus will be helping out Jeff Banks on special teams. And when you look at this position as Texas fans and people around the program, we were kind of. Patiently or anxiously waiting to see how Sark would replace Gary Patterson, who held this role last year, and we found out maybe around January or February that he probably would not be returning to the Forty Acres this year. Now it remains to be seen if he'll return to the Forty Acres at some point. That definitely has been rumored, but we know that he won't be on staff this year. And Steve Sarkisian, instead of replacing Gary Patterson as a one-off, decided to bring in three special assistants to the head coach to help on each side of the ball, or each unit, as I should say, on this football team. And when you look at these hires that Steve Sarkeesian has made, these are big hires, right? These are big names in their respective fields, right? In terms of head coaching, or you talk about Payam Sadat on the defensive side of the ball, when you talk about Joe D. DiCamillo, somebody who has coached special teams for three decades in the NFL, right? These are heavy hitters on their respective sides of the ball. And When you look at what Steve Sarkeesian is able to do with these hires, it tells me that he's willing to leave no stone unturned in terms of winning for this football team this year and getting this Texas program back on track and back to the level that we're accustomed to seeing. Right, Back to Texas being at the top of college football where we belong, because when you look at on the offensive side of the ball, I think Kyle Flood has done an amazing job in terms of the run game and the development of the offensive line. Right, He has proven himself to be one of the best in the business. But that doesn't mean he can't benefit from bringing in an exceptional mind and head coach, former head coach like Paul Christ. Right. So even though you're already really good on the offensive side of the ball in terms of your staff, you can get better. And that's what he did in terms of the defense. I think Pete Kakowski has established established himself as one of the best defensive minds in college football. And I think this year will go a long way in towards securing that and proving it. Right but that doesn't mean that he can't benefit from bringing in somebody who has two decades of experience in Payam Sadat. And I thought that our special teams were really effective last year. If I remember correctly, I think our first touchdown of the season, you would have made a ton of money on FanDuel if you would have bet this. I think our first touchdown of the season was a block punt return for Keelan Robinson. So our special teams were really good last year, but that doesn't mean that Jeff Banks, can't benefit from Joe D. Camillus, who, like I said, has spent three decades in the NFL being on the staff, right? So this shows me that he's willing to show, willing to leave no stone unturned in terms of winning this year, bringing these three men on staff. And also it shows me that he has no ego when it comes to winning and running this program. And a lot has been made about, oh, this is how Nick Saban runs his program at Alabama. And that's very true, right? We've seen for the last decade that Nick Saban has hired a lot of you know, high profile coaches to come on staff uh, at Alabama and kind of rehab their image, right? It's the coaches' rehabilitation clinic where they come there after they've been fired. They, you know, spend two years on a really good staff at Alabama on a really good team. And then, you know, they kind of get back into coaching. That's what happened with Steve Sarkeesian, right? To a lesser extent. But I think it's different in terms of what Nick Saban is doing at Alabama compared to what Steve Sarkeesian is doing at Texas because Nick Saban can't bring anybody on his staff that has a more impressive resume than Nick Saban, right? There's a different power dynamic there. Steve Sarkeesian has brought two people on his staff who unquestionably have more impressive coaching resumes than Steve Sarkeesian. And that shows me he has no ego when it comes to winning and getting this football team back on track. You cannot make an argument that Steve Sarkeesian has a more impressive coaching resume than Gary Patterson. But he brought Gary Patterson on staff to help this Texas football team. You cannot make an argument that Steve Sarkeesian has a more impressive coaching record than Paul Christ. But yes, Steve Sarkeesian brought Paul Crist on his staff to help this Texas football team. To me, that speaks volumes about the type of man and leader that Steve Sarkeesian is at the University of Texas. And I think it speaks volumes as well that Paul Christ and Gary Patterson with the resumes they have would come on staff as assistants to Steve Sarkeesian. I think it shows that they have the all the faith in the world in Steve Sarkeesian and they have faith in what he's building at the University of Texas, as do we all. It seems as though really exciting times are ahead at the 40 acres. So we're going to talk about all three. Special assistance to the head coach. I think we want to talk about Paul Chris first. I feel like that is the biggest name of the three. That's probably the longest home run. Right. I think they're all home run hires, but this is probably the 480 foot when this is the one in Coors Field. Right. If you're in Colorado, Paul Chris, former Pittsburgh and Wisconsin head coach, a career 66 percent winning percentage, seven and two in bowl games and his career you know, his record at Wisconsin was even more impressive Four 10 win seasons, another nine win season. On top of that, he won 72% of his games at Wisconsin. And when you think of his times at Wisconsin, you think of that power run game, right? You think of Jonathan Taylor and what he was able to do at Wisconsin. That was under Paul Chris, and he has a very similar philosophy to Kyle Flood. So when you're bringing in, you know, two very strong offensive minds who have you know, two philosophies that are similar, but there probably are some differences in terms of how they want to operate in the run game, how they want to operate in terms of the offensive line with different gap blocking and zone blocking schemes, right? How they want to operate with their tight ends, how they want to operate with their personnel. It's, A benefit that for the most part, they want to do the same thing. For the most part, they have the same ideologies and where they differ may help each other. Right. That's where the iron sharpens iron. Paul Chris may see something that Kyle Flood doesn't see and vice versa. Kyle Flood may see something that Paul Chris doesn't see. All in all, it benefits this Texas football team. And so when you look at that philosophy. We saw a lot of big personnel and multiple tight ends last year blocking inside zone and gap schemes downhill. And that's what you saw for the majority of Paul Chriss' tenure at Wisconsin, a very successful tenure in which he won 72 percent of his games. And one thing he did really well at Wisconsin, which is going to benefit J.T. Sanders, I think, is he did a really good job of utilizing his tight ends. Right. I know when we think of Wisconsin, we think all about the run game, but the tight ends were really successful at uh, Wisconsin. And I think J.T. Sanders can benefit from another mind in the building like Paul Christ, who was able to do that in his time as a head coach. And his, of course, he's going to be, I think, really helpful in terms of game planning, right? I think that's where, you know, Gary Patterson may have had a big impact on this defense last year, right? You can do a lot of scouting and look at the offense and say, these are the things I would do this week. This is how I would attack the offense this week, right? Paul, Chris is going to be watching film of our opponents, looking at our opponents and saying, this is how I think we can attack them in the run game. This is how I think we can attack them with our offensive line. This is how I think we can attack them with our tight end. So that's going to be helpful game in and game out in terms of game planning. And if he just helps you win one more game, then you were going to, it's a home run higher already. And then one thing I thought was interesting was Eric Naline from Inside Texas mentioned the recruiting aspect and somebody that was able to recruit really well and win at a high level in the Midwest in Wisconsin. He brings that to the University of Texas, right? I'm not sure how long he'll be on staff, but I would assume that he still could go to the Midwest and have some type of recruiting impact. And that's not an area in which Texas just dominates in terms of recruiting. So that could benefit Texas down the line as well. So I think all three of these are home run hires. After a quick word from Bilt Bar, we'll talk about the hires on the defensive and special teams. But when you look at Paul Christ, it's hard to find a better option in terms of an offensive analyst and a special assistant to the head coach on that side of the ball in college football that was available. Love this hire by Steve Sarkeesian. Looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all of the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built, you got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built bars and built puffs. Built bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while still getting your specialty flavors at Built.com. So whether it's on the website, whether it's at Walmart, whether it's at Sam's Club, wherever you need to go to get your Built Bars, please go get your built bars today. So continuing the conversation about Steve Sarkeesian making really great hires uh, for this Texas football team. He hired Payam Sadat as a defensive analyst and special assistant to the head coach. And then Joe D Camillus as a special teams analyst <laughs> and special assistant to the head coach. And similar to Paul Chris and what we talked about, I can't sit here and quantify the impact that these two coaches will have on the staff this year. Right. But when it comes down to helping in the game plan, right? Player development, seeing something that Pete Kikowski or Jeff Banks might not see, right? That could be the difference in nine wins and 10 wins, right? That could be the difference in, uh, you know, a Big 12 championship game win or a Big 12 championship game appearance, period, right? It could be the difference between Texas knocking on the door for the college football playoff this year, right? Or it could be the difference between Texas winning eight games again this year. You can't overstate, how, like I said, Steve Sarkeesian is willing to turn every stone to win football games this year. And I think the hires of Paul Chris, Payam Sadat, and Joe D. Camillus illustrate how bad Steve Sarkeesian was to turn this program around and win in 2023 at the 40 acres. So when you look at Payam Sadat, he has nearly three decades of experience at the Division One level in football, and he played football himself. And I always think that, you know, of course, this doesn't mean that you have to be Playing football doesn't automatically mean you're going to be a great coach. And I don't think that you have to have played to get respect from your players. But I always think that's a plus. Like when you look at the running back room at Tashar Choice, the fact that Tashar Choice played running back in the NFL, I think is a huge plus for the players in that room. I think he commands a little bit more respect from the players in that room because he played in the NFL. So when you look at Payam Sadat, he played linebacker at Washington State in the early 90s. So he's probably knocking some people around, right? And I think the people on defense, our players on defense will respect that. He served as the defensive coordinator for Cal Poly, Army, and Central Washington. He comes in with the heavy emphasis on stopping the run, right, and winning the line of scrimmage. And you have to when you're at Army, right, definitely in practice and going against those other, other academies, they like to run the ball a lot. So you have to know how to stop the run. He did that at Army, Central Washington, and Cal Poly. And like I said, a huge emphasis on stopping the run and controlling the line of scrimmage. And I think that works really well with the improvement we saw in terms of stopping the run last year and what Pete Kikowski wants to do on this defense this year. You know, you did a really good job of stopping the run, but that's an area you don't want to regress in, especially when you want to go from an eight-win team to a double-digit-win team. You're going to have to get better in that regard, and it's going to be hard when you lost players like Diamante Tucker-Dorsey, Demarvian Overshone, Keandre Coburn, and Moro Ojimo, right? Can you maintain that same level of defensive intensity in the trenches, right? Can you stop the run at the level that you did last year or better than you did last year while losing all of those pieces? I think bringing in Payam Sadat, will help in that regard this year for the Texas football team. And then when you bring in Joe D. Camillus, this might be the, if the Paul Chris hire was 480 feet, this one might be 465 feet in terms of the special teams world. Because when you look at it, Joe D. Camillus has coached special teams at the NFL level from 1991 to 2022. I might age some of y'all really quick, but I was born in 1993. So Joe D. Camillus was coaching in the NFL prior to me being born, right? Right that's kind of crazy. Now he's coaching at the University of Texas and he coached on two Super Bowl teams, the 2015 Broncos that beat the Carolina Panthers and the 2022 Rams that beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So three decades of coaching experience at the NFL level, that's definitely going to bring, you know, a lot of credibility and a, a, a lot of Creativity to what we do on special teams at the University of Texas. And I also think the players are going to really respect that, right? Because at the end of the day, all of these players are trying to get to the NFL, right? That doesn't mean that all of them can get to the NFL. That doesn't mean that all of them are, you know, planning on going to the NFL, but all of them have dreams of getting to the NFL. And so when you bring in a coach who has coached NFL players for 30 years, I think that's going to bring a lot of respect from the players in that room, right? And he's going to do a really good job in helping Jeff Banks on a unit that I thought was really good last year in terms of special teams. But like I said, with three decades of experience at the National Football League level, anything he can bring to this Texas football team is a plus. And I think you could say that about all three analysts that Steve Sarkeesian hired. So really good hires by Steve Sarkeesian. I love every move. And I think these are the types of moves you need to make when you're trying to get into that 10 win conference championship, national championship conversation, because it's the little things at this point that get you from eight wins to 10 wins, right? It's the little things in the margin that separate the good teams from the great teams and the great teams from the elite teams. And these are the type of moves that Steve Sarkeesian is making these moves make you an elite team down the run. A quick word from our sponsors. And then we're going to talk about the Texas baseball team headed to Florida number two seed in the Coral Gables regional headed to Miami. (laughs) All right. So the Texas baseball team, they are a number two seed in the NCAA tournament. And we were trying to figure out where they would be headed for a regional. We had high hopes of them playing in Austin, Texas in a regional, and that did not happen when they went to the big 12 tournament and did not have the best showing losing the first two games and getting eliminated in the first round headed home. And I think that this is favorable, right? As the two seed headed to Coral Gables, I think that most people just didn't want to go to Baton Rouge and have to play LSU. And that was not the case. So, you know, I think this is a win for Texas and in your bracket, you have Miami at number one, you have Louisiana at number three, and you have Maine at number four with Texas being the two seed. So you have to feel like, this is a very favorable winnable bracket for, you know, this Texas baseball team. And when you look at the schedule, it's going to start on Friday, right? Texas will play against Louisiana on Friday and then they would play again on Saturday and then a game six would be on Sunday with a possible game seven on Monday and you know the drill the Texas baseball team can lose once but they cannot lose twice if they lose twice in this bracket they will be headed home again but this time for good and it's going to be tough because you're dealing with some injuries right at this time of the year you're dealing with uh, three relief pitchers not available right now one in the transfer portal two injured and I think two of your best hitters are dealing with back problems as well so It's going to be an uphill battle, especially to beat a really good team like Miami. He'll even beat teams like Louisiana and Maine, who have had really good seasons. But... You know, it just all comes down to who's playing their best baseball at this time of year. And can this Texas baseball team rally from a disappointing showing in the Big 12 tournament? Can this Texas baseball team rally from having, you know, three of their best bullpen arms out? Can this Texas baseball team rally from two of their best hitters, uh, you know, being hurt? And can this Texas baseball team take advantage of the opportunity? You know, whether you're playing a regional on the road, a regional at home, whether you're the two seed, the three seed, the four seed, whatever. You're in the NCAA tournament and all 64 teams might not have the same chance to win it, but they have a chance to win it. And they have a chance to etch their name in history, regardless of who they're missing and regardless of who's in front of them in terms of who they have to play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday or beyond. Right. So we'll see what this Texas baseball team is made of. I think they have a ton of talent. I think they got a shot in the arm bringing Tanner back, And I think they have a really good chance to do something special this season. Will they do it? We'll see you on Friday moving forward. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hook em. Peace.